Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Can I tell you a secret? I'm really, really bad at keeping my thoughts to myself. In fact, I think it's a curse. Hi, my name's Hannah, and I can only think out loud. It's true. I've never, ever had a quiet thought. Every time I think, it comes out of my mouth. One time, I got detention for noticing that our teacher had let out a silent fart as he was passing by my desk. Oh, wow. That fart reeks. Mr. Whittlesby must have had eggs for breakfast. It was too late when I realized I'd said it out loud. The whole class was already busting their guts laughing. Mr. Whittlesby already had his claws on my clothes. He dragged me out of the room and sent me to the principal's office. Loads of people think my curse is really annoying. Others think it's embarrassing as heck. I just think I want it to go away. I was always the one who never got the memo. My family would be at a funeral and I'd be wearing red. I thought it'd be fine because I knew Nana and Nancy loved crimson and nobody really told me to wear black. One time, my best friend Joni told me that the horrible tragedy of how her bunny got kicked in the face by a chicken and had to get an eye patch. I left my heart out because I found the idea of a pirate rabbit hilarious beyond relief. Joni never spoke to me again after that. My classmates were even more confusing. One moment they're my friends and the next they were my enemies. They would always hang around whenever I went. Sometimes I feel like they only hang out with me so they can have a good laugh. It was awkward when we'd hang out after school and they were all quiet, just staring at me and waiting for me to say something horrible or inappropriate. Sometimes I'd just give in and say whatever was on my mind, so just so they'd stop. Hey! That lady's hair is a wig and it looks like a muddy dog! They would laugh and for a few seconds I'd feel free. i feel good about making them laugh, but then... I'd suffer the consequences. 
That time the lady slapped me and demanded to speak to my parents. Ah, <sighs> yeah, it was basically my parents' worst nightmare. They've had to face up to my so many parents and teachers just to explain that it's not something I could control. That whatever I said, it wasn't meant to hurt them or harm anyone. Sometimes I felt bad for them, and they really tried their best, but they were young parents and had no idea how to deal with someone like me. I remember going from being the teacher's pet to being the teacher's nemesis, and the same day, it started with a simple discussion about prepositions, and I was really, really interested, and I really wanted to learn, and the teacher was really happy that I was being active in class. Unfortunately, my brain didn't work the same way everybody else's did. The moment my teacher had introduced metaphors into the conversation, I was done for. So, imagine there's a box and you went on top of that box. What would be the preposition you would use? I raised my hand. Yes, Hannah? Why would I be standing on the box? If the box was cardboard, wouldn't I destroy the box? It'd be really mean to destroy a box for no reason. The whole class laughed, but I was being serious. I needed answers. That's really funny, Hannah. Now let's be serious here. What's the preposition you would use if you were behind the box? I raised my hand again. Miss, why am I behind the box? Am I hiding from something? Again, the class bellowed in laughter. The teacher was becoming desperately annoyed, but I couldn't tell. I don't know why. It's always been hard for me to decipher people's expressions, so I raised my hand again. And this time, I didn't even wait for her to call on me. Miss, does the box have a name? Hannah! I've had enough of you disrupting my class. People are trying to learn here. But miss, I just wanted to know. Enough of your silly jokes. She lifted me up by my ear and I twisted. I couldn't understand why I was being punished and I couldn't understand why everyone was laughing. But then, tragedy struck. As Miss Kit was holding me up by my ear, I noticed she was sweating profusely. And that... There was a specific area where her sweat was pooling. Calmly, I pointed it out. Miss, your armpits are really wet. I felt a sharp slap across my face and Miss Kit dropped me to the floor. She ran away with tears in her eyes and that was the day I got expelled. My life was littered with events like that and it was mostly me never understanding what the right thing to do or say was and then people would even laugh at or with me. But it made for a very lonely life because I didn't really understand anyone and no one really understood me. I made friends, sure, and it was more of the same. They used me for laughs, but they never asked why I said and did what I did. You really need a filter for your mouth, Hannah. A filter? Why's that? And what would a filter even do for my mouth? Do you really not know? I really don't. Well, you are someone who doesn't need a filter between your brain and your mouth. Some things don't need to be said, and most of the time, it's much kinder to leave things unsaid. But wouldn't that just be lying? Hmm, you have a point. Ginger was the only friend I had who really tried her best to understand how my brain worked. And I was really thankful I had her. She would explain to me without being condescending, and she would teach me how normal people talk and thought. One day, she suggested that I go downtown with her and try performing in an open mic. She believed I had the gift of comedy, and I thought maybe she was right. 
I have been making people laugh for most of my life, after all. Why not make a living out of it? I was very nervous. I could feel beads of sweat on my forehead. I was about to get off stage when I saw my parents in the audience. They were cheering for me. After all this time, they never gave up on the troublesome daughter. That made me go for it. So, my friends keep telling me I need a filter because I always say what's on my mind. At this point, I honestly don't think I need a filter. I need duct tape. Several people chuckled. And then I saw my prey. Hey, you! Yeah, you, sir. The one in black and white. Wake up! Yes, follow me with your eyes. Jeez, when God gave out lazy eyes, this one must have brought a bucket and a half. Has anyone ever told you that horizontal stripes shouldn't be worn on your third trimester? The whole place erupted with laughter. Even the guy I was roasting couldn't help but laugh himself. That night was a success, and for once in my life, I didn't feel bad for letting loose and saying exactly what I thought. For once, nobody was hurt or felt offended. I realized comedy was my calling. And when an agent approached me after the show, it only but confirmed it. I'd find my purpose. From then on, I booked show after show, and slowly but surely, I built a name for myself. I even became a sort of minor celebrity. I know my mom and dad were already proud of me regardless, but whenever they would proudly tell their friends that their daughter was a successful comedian, it warmed my heart. The best day of my life was when I landed a Netflix special. I became a star. In one stroke, I was able to achieve all the things I ever wanted to. I bought myself a house, I bought my parents a mansion, and I got to help out my best friend Ginger with their student loans. I may have been somewhat famous before, but... When my Netflix special aired, I got messages and calls from everywhere. Even the White House asked for me to perform for the president. He wanted me to roast him. That day, my old classmates reached out to me. It warmed my heart that they still remembered me. It made me feel so cool that the people who once made fun of me were now eagerly watching me roast our president on live TV. Then, the month after, I got a strange call from my old school. Yeah, the one that expelled me. They asked me to give a speech at the graduation, probably because I was the only famous person who ever studied there. I was unsure at first. I didn't know if they hated me for what I did. Did they just want me to go because I was famous now? But they begged and begged, and after two weeks, I said yes. I'm not too prideful or bitter about the fact they expelled me for something I couldn't control, but I did make sure to remind not to repeat their mistakes with me. At the end of my speech, I left a message for the graduates. And remember, you go out into a world filled with unique, unusual people like me and you. Try not to make fun of people who are different. Instead, try to understand them and know that each of us have different gifts. Do not laugh at them. Rather, laugh with them. And know that how you treat the people around you will eventually come back to you. Everybody clapped. Even Miss Kit. Yeah, she was still there. She became the principal, in fact. I could see her in eyes that she didn't hate me. She was proud of me, and to know that was more than enough. Slow down. Easy. Don't trip. Ta-da! What do you think? It's amazing, right? Are you messing with me, Dad? A freaking Barbie toy house? Yeah. Didn't you always want one? Yeah, I kept begging for a Barbie dream house. Jesus Christ, I meant a real house, not a toy. Wait, what? Aura? I'm talking about a full-on Barbie-style house with an elevator and a slide all in pink. Ugh, this is so frustrating. 
So, what about this one? Seeing that tiny toy house just pissed me off even more. If I wanted it, I could buy it myself. Who needs to beg dad for that? A toy house? <laughs> no way. I smashed that house right in front of him. It's high time he built his Barbie princess a real one. Or he could just buy it. Whatever works. Okay, y'all might hate me for being such a diva, but listen to my story. You'll get why. My little Barbie, don't be sad. Mommy will find a way to make Daddy see sense. Hey there, I'm Ara, but you could call me the real-life Barbie. Anything I want, my millionaire parents can get for me, even if it means plucking stars from the sky. And I ain't kidding. From when I was little, I was showered with all Barbie things because my mom loved the brand. She promised to turn me into a Barbie princess and voila, here I am. Today, I've got a whole Barbie-themed day plan. Come with me. First stop, the beauty salon for a VIP Barbie treatment. Ugh, pure bliss. I overhear the staff whispering about a hottie walking down the street. I've been on the lookout for my Ken for ages, but it feels like forever. Back home, I overhear my parents talking. The mood is kinda tense. You should have known what our girl wanted. She doesn't need a toy house. You spoil her rotten. That's why she's so entitled. What's the big deal in buying a new house? <sighs> it's not that simple. What if she wants a whole palace next? Duh, we can build one for her. I can't believe it. When I was 16, I worked extra shifts at the community center just to save up for a rental. Just then, the doorbell rings. Oh, my order. I open the door, grab the box, and totally forget to say thanks. But hey, who cares? Aura, don't tell me you bought another pair of shoes. Your room's like a shoe store already. No, I don't have this brand yet. They're the latest trend, Dad. Do you realize some kids out there have just one pair? Do you see? Do you feel any regret? Chill, Dad. We're loaded. My parents exchange glances. Some kind of silent talk going on there. We're wealthy because we work damn hard for what we have. Your dad said at 16 he worked extra because he earned so little, and we're proud of that. How tough can working there be? You wouldn't last a week. You're so pampered, Aura. So disappointing. Ugh, watch me. If I volunteer at the local daycare for a week, I get my Barbie house. Deal? Actually, not a bad idea. All right, it's a bet. So I decided to hit the local daycare the next day. All I have to do is serve food, clean up, and play with the kiddos. Piece of cake. The next day, my chauffeur drops me at the daycare. I talk big, but man, I was kind of nervous. I'm so used to being waited on, and now I'm the one doing the serving. But I need that Barbie house, so gotta hustle. As I walk in, all the kids stare. What, never seen a queen before? I approach the counter to introduce myself to the dude there. His name's Justin. Suddenly, the kids rush me. It's Barbie, Princess Barbie. They're kinda cute to be honest. But a kid grabs my dress and rips it. My favorite dress, ruined. Before I can explode, Justin steps in. Lunchtime's coming up. Let me show you the kitchen. I obediently followed him. But spoiler alert, he 
things didn't go super smooth after that. Ow! Hot! Too hot! Dude, you gotta be more careful. Justin shot me a look before leading the kid back to his seat. Gosh, who knew this gig would be so tough? I thought it'd be as straightforward as bowling. Justin then nudged me over to the bread distribution area. Let me guess, your parents made you work here too, right? Nah, I've been volunteering here for a few years. Volunteering? That's odd. Who works for free anyway? Lunch was over and all the kids had hit the hay. So I snuck a peek at my phone to scope out some new shoes. Not grabbing lunch? There's still some soup left. Ew! I'm not touching that. I'll whip up something myself. That's right, folks. Your girl said she'd cook. I trailed Justin back into the kitchen, and bam! Hundreds of dirty trays were there. Um, can you get someone to clean this up? I need to make lunch here. Nah, we're cleaning this up ourselves. Huh? I've never washed dishes and have no clue how to. Here, suit up. I'll guide you. No other choice, right? So, after adjusting the apron, I headed to the sink. <sighs> I picked up a spoon and... Oh, snap! I'm drenched! Was there a tsunami or what? <laughs> You're such a dork. Then, Justin wipes my face with a cloth. Man, he's kind of cute and caring. We tidied up the mess, and an hour later, we were done. All done. What are you feeling for lunch? I think I'll make some spaghetti. You sure you can? Handle that yourself? His words hit my pride like a wrecking ball. I puffed up and shouted in his face. Heck yes, I'm not a baby. Yeah, even little Minnie here can make spaghetti. He walked away. Okay, boil water, drop the pasta, and wait. Easy peasy. But while waiting, I got distracted shopping on my phone. The pot tipped and water splashed everywhere. Oh shoot, fire! Panicking, I grabbed the nearest liquid to douse the flames. I found a can, heaved it up, and splashed its contents onto the fire. But the flames roared even more! What the hell? Ah! Justin rushed over, finding me shell-shocked on the floor. You idiot! That's motor oil! Why'd you pour oil on fire? I... I don't know! I'm sorry! He quickly used the fire extinguisher, but the damage was done chunk of the kitchen was burned. Listen, you're here to help these kids, but you're dressed like a princess. What are you trying to prove? I... If you're here just because your parents made you, then just leave. I felt like every eye was on me, like a kid getting scolded. I was hurt, <laughs> but I couldn't argue back. Justin was right. I was useless. A tiny tap on my shoulder. Hi, Barbie. Eat this. Thank you, sweetie. I'm Minnie. Minnie, why are you here? I couldn't look Justin in the eye after my disaster. How could I stay after that? My shoe broke again, Justin. It looks like a hungry crocodile. Cute, huh? But we've got to fix it. Use this tape till I can glue it. Okay. Why did I feel so embarrassed? Aura. I jumped when Justin called my name. I'm sorry for lashing out. I was just... I'm sorry, okay? It's cool. You were right. Want to make amends? Of course I did. Come early tomorrow. Let's throw Minnie a birthday party. That night, I ordered Minnie some cool sneakers as a birthday gift. First time a pair of shoes felt so meaningful. And I couldn't stop thinking about Justin and his words. 
Not like Ken sweet-talking Barbie, but why did I miss him? I barely know him. Surely I wasn't crushing. I didn't even know what this <laughs> feeling was. The next day, we decorated the house for Minnie's birthday. Flowers, gifts, and cake. Simple stuff, <laughs> but Minnie's eyes sparkled with joy. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, happy birthday, happy birthday to you. Minnie blew out the candles. Make a wish? What did you wish for? Let me guess. Toys? Mm -mm. New clothes? No. I wished for everyone here to live in a prettier house. Ooh. Pink would be awesome. She didn't wish for herself. Post-party, Justin suggested we get Minnie a Barbie house. We can't build a real house, but let's make a toy one. She'd love it. Man, I once trashed a Barbie house my dad gifted me. This is the best gift ever! Thank you! Suddenly, she cried. I thought it was from happiness, but it wasn't. I miss my dad so much. He promised me a Barbie dream house, but he's not coming back. They say he's in this faraway place called heaven. And that was the moment I knew what I had to do. Family's the real prize, right? That day, the first thing I did when I got home was hug my dad tight. Whoa there, looks like our princess got a whiff of that new home smell today. What's that now? To my surprise, dad dangled some keys in front of me. A deal's a deal. We're so proud you wrapped up your week at the kids' camp. Right, a week had flown by. I couldn't believe how fast time went. Well, what do you think? It's awesome! I totally love it! Sweetie, you don't seem all that jazzed. It's not that. I'm just... Um... Can we, like, gift this house to the kids at the camp? Gift it? But isn't this the dream house you've always wanted? No, Dad. I think this gift would mean a lot more if we gave it to those who really need it. That's our girl, huh? It was truly a stunning three-story pink house, complete with a slide and a swimming pool. This is freaking amazing, Barbie! Aura, I'm so grateful for what you're doing for these kids. Thank you. That day was just a regular Sunday after the last semester of my 11th grade. I was sleeping soundly after a tiring week of waking up early every day at 5 a.m. When suddenly, someone banged on my door. Ashley, wake up and get your butt out here. We're going on a picnic trip. What trip? Today is my only day off. Come on, we have a surprise for you. Without giving me time to react, my classmates immediately pulled me up and took me downstairs. Surprisingly, standing at my door was... Dylan, <laughs> my crush and his Range Rover. Let's go, Ashley. Immediately, my friends pushed me into that convertible. What the hell was happening? Booyah! I'm Ashley, 17 years old. I was about to turn 18, and as you can see, I was in a very strange situation. I had never been in a state of panic like this. Before listening to my story, please like and subscribe. As soon as the five of us got into the car, Dylan sped forward. <laughs> Beverly Hill, here we come. What? Wait? How could they drag me along without telling me anything in advance? This is too sudden. I haven't called off my piano class today. It's okay. Vanessa has taken care of that already, right? 
I knew it! Vanessa, my bestie, is always like that. She's super enthusiastic and loves making outrageous plans for everyone. More than once had she put us in awkward situations because of that. Once, I was washing my dad's car when suddenly Vanessa appeared. My bestie, I miss you so much. Are you washing the car? Let me help you. Wait, Vanessa, that faucet is broken! As soon as she turned on that broken faucet, it got out of hand completely. Both of us were soaked from head to toes. Turn it off, Vanessa! I can't see anything. My god! After struggling for a while, I was finally able to close the faucet. Ah, save me! It's off! <laughs> Another time, I had a crush on Jackson, a boy in the next class. Because I was shy and didn't dare to confess to him, Vanessa <laughs> automatically did it for me. You can't imagine it. It was one of the most embarrassing events of my life. She put a picture of me and Jackson in modern talking style and hung it as a backdrop <gasps> in the school hall. Confess your love, Ashley. Wait, let me confess first. I'm gay. <laughs> Holy cow. From that event, I was known as the unluckiest girl at school. After that day, I got so mad at Vanessa that I almost stopped hanging out with her. But to my dismay, Vanessa hadn't changed at all. Proof was that she dragged me on this crazy trip. Why didn't you tell me anything beforehand? Relax, it was Dylan who invited us to his house. Don't you want to enjoy a romantic summer with your lover boy? Turns out Dylan invited all of us to his house for a picnic and a coming-of-age ceremony. Since I also wanted to be with him, I grumpily <laughs> agreed to go with him. The three-hour trip made my back terribly sore, but the scenery was so beautiful that it immediately lifted my spirit and relaxed my body. Beverly Hill is truly a charming place, especially <laughs> since Dylan's house was surrounded by the best beach there, Venice Beach. As soon as I got out of the car, a polite waiter came over and handed me a mocktail of non-alcoholic fizz. Oh my god, is this really what I think? I only stay here during the summer. Make yourselves at home. Without waiting a second, Lewis and Pia ran straight to the sea. It was probably my best chance to be alone with my crush. Let's go huh? barbecue, Dylan. Let me tag along. <sighs> Not again, Vanessa. At this rate, we wouldn't have any privacy. Although I didn't want to, I still let her go with us. That night, I was standing alone grilling delicious cuts of meat. Surely Dylan would be amazed with my cooking skills. <laughs> Suddenly, something strange happened before my eyes. Vanessa and Dylan were washing fruit while whispering <laughs> intimately to each other. As if they were a couple. What was going on between them? It smells so good, can I try one? As soon as I cut the meat and gave it to her... Ah! Ashley, it's hot! It's hot! Oh no! Because I was so focused on the two of them, I accidentally dropped the piece of meat on Pia's feet. Everyone worriedly rushed to Pia, especially Louis, Pia's boyfriend. He angrily yelled at me. How could you let my baby get hurt? You're so clumsy. Come on, Louis. Can't you see that Pia is injured? What if she dropped the grill? Who knows what could happen? His words made me feel extremely guilty. This picnic trip started out the worst way possible. And about Dylan and Vanessa, what could be going on between them? Maybe the person Dylan liked was her. It couldn't be, right? The next day, I found them walking <gasps> by the beach together. I saw Dylan pull out a large gift box, and Vanessa looked very happy to receive it. No! 
I'd rather poke my own eyes instead of seeing them become a couple. I immediately rushed over to them when suddenly Louis and Pia appeared and blocked my way. Both of them held my hands tightly and expressed regret. Sorry, Ashley. I was too hot-tempered yesterday. Please don't think much about it. I know, I know. Now step aside. I have something to do. Come on. We'll buy you a refreshing mocktail. But... but... Ugh! That night I kept tossing and turning. All of them were acting strangely. They acted like they didn't want me to know about Vanessa and Dylan's secret relationship. Tomorrow, I would ask Vanessa directly. The next morning, I woke up and found no one with me. I immediately called Pia and learned that early that morning, Pia and Louis went shopping for Dylan's coming-of-age ceremony, while Dylan and Vanessa stayed at home to put up decorations. It was my chance to figure out their real relationship. But, OMG, what terrible thing had I just witnessed? My crush and my best friend were kissing. What the hell is this? Ashley, I can explain. Like hell you can. You're gonna say that you two are just friends and this is just a coincidence, right? If you like him, then just tell me from the start. Why go behind my back and do this? Vanessa tried to hold my hand back, but I pushed her away. <gasps> Stop this goddamn trip! I don't want to be here to see your acting lovey-dovey together for one more second! Even though both Dylan and Vanessa tried to explain, I packed up my things and took the bus back home. What a horrible day! How could they treat me like that? Maybe I shouldn't have accepted Dylan's invitation to come here in the first place. I would cut ties with all of them. Oh gosh, what was going on? A hand suddenly grabbed me and pulled me out of the bus. Louis, what are you doing? Let me go. Pia, drive away. What did these two want? I could never go back to that house. Let me go. Are you still angry now? Vanessa has been missing for over an hour because she's been looking for you. Good <gasps> heavens, they said she had gone to the beach alone but hadn't returned ever since. I had never felt so scared before. If something happened to my bestie, I'd regret it for the rest of my life. When we got back home, we immediately ran to the beach to find her. Vanessa! Vanessa! Surprise! Surprise! Happy birthday to my best friend, Ashley. Behind me were a lovely cake, bunches of ravishing flowers, and my four friends smiling from ear to ear. Oh my god, they had been secretly preparing for my birthday? Since I had never had a proper birthday celebration before, Vanessa planned to fulfill my wish. Because I was so focused on Vanessa and Dylan, I forgot it was my own birthday. Jesus, I never thought this secret birthday would cause you to misunderstand so many things. We were just acting to surprise you. So, what about... Oh, that. While decorating for your birthday, I fell and accidentally landed on Louis. I wasn't able to explain that to you. For a minute of impulsiveness, I had treated Vanessa wrongly. I hugged her tightly in regret. I'm so sorry for not believing you and thinking badly of you. Vanessa didn't say anything. She just pulled me as fast as she could into the house where Dylan was standing. He was holding <laughs> a large gift box, the same one that I misunderstood as a gift for Vanessa. Dylan has so much to tell you. Um, here's your present. I want to say, I, I like... You don't have to say no more. And so we gave each other the first kiss of adulthood. <gasps> it was probably the best and most memorable birthday of my life. <laughs> I hugged and kissed my dad goodbye, not forgetting to take the keys from his pocket. <laughs> yes, I would sneak into his office to find information about my mother. 
I dashed over to the locked cabinet, testing the keys one by one. Suddenly, a voice called from afar. Helene, have I forgotten the keys? Oh no, I had to hurry up before he came back. It was opened. Inside was a photo of my dad's wedding, with an address on the back. At that moment, the door handle of the room started to rotate, so I quickly closed the cabinet. Helene, I... Here it is. You dropped it here. Mission completed. Do you think I was good enough to act as a spy? I'm Helene. My parents have been divorced since I was born. My father always kept everything about my mother a secret, even when I pleaded. When I stumbled across that locked cabinet, I hoped to find something about her. At least now I have a picture of her when she was young and an address line. However, it was in Paris. Taking the opportunity of my father's going on a business trip, I would fly from New York to Paris to find my mother. When I saw the address on the photo, I discovered that this place was surrounded by many reporters. I then patted a reporter <laughs> on his shoulder. Um, excuse me. See how busy I am? But the angry reporter was about to scold me, but he just stood there stunned looking at me. Isn't this Amber? Before I could reply, all the reporters started taking pictures of me. Suddenly, I bumped into a mysterious woman behind me, who was like my 30-year-old version and smelled of strawberries like Lotso. Mom? She looked at me suspiciously, then leaned close to my face and whispered, Wow, who's like me to this extent? It seems... Suddenly, the reporters were tumultuous and my mother quickly hugged me in her arms. My daughter, it's you. She then said that my father had chased her away before because at that time, she was just an amateur actress, unworthy of his family background. It was unexpected that my father was such a coward. Soon the story of the famous actress Amber seeing her daughter again after 17 years became the hottest news in Paris. Then my mother allowed me to stay as long as I wanted. So great! So the next day I was led by her to the set where she was filming for a new movie. There I met Astrid, her assistant. He looked quite busy because my mother had just arrived. He had to get a chair, drink, scripts, even fanned her. Let me give you a hand. Don't touch it. Astrid's good at serving me. Alright, act now. It started with a cheese scene in the woods between my mother, who played an archaeologist, and the bandits. Action! My mother acted extremely well, both panicking and scared, but suddenly she stopped. I forgot to put on my perfume. Uh, uh. After that fall, my mother refused to act in any scenes with strong physical activity, causing the film to be postponed. So the director got angry at her. If you don't act, cancel the contract. So a heated argument happened between my mother and the director. Suddenly, my mother hugged me. Oh, you really are my savior. You guessed it right. My mother begged me to do this scene for her. Well, okay, it's just a chase scene. As soon as action was heard, I ran forward with all my might. I quickly grabbed the prepared rope, then swung back and wrapped the rope around the bandits. Everyone burst into applause. Helene's good at acting, but you have a lot to learn from me. After all, it's not bad to be a famous actor, right? Since that day, my interest in acting has increased significantly. I even expressed my dream of becoming an actress to my mom. Oh, baby, people only compliment you because you're my daughter. <laughs> Suddenly interrupted her. It was my father! Oh, no! 
Dad had already known everything. When I was still worried about how to answer, my mother snatched my phone. Let me talk to him. If she could mollify him, I could rest assured to stay here. Any difficult scenes? Have me here. One day, the director asked for a promotional scene for the movie, but it was a flashback scene from when the character was young. My mom was excited about it. Even though I'm 36 years old, I still look like an 18-year-old girl, right? When I hesitated, the director spoke up. Does your face look like dried fruit? <laughs> Hearing that, my mom rushed in to fight with the director, but strangely, he didn't dodge her wrath, but directly went to my side to lift my chin. Had to let a beautiful young actress like Helene here act in that scene, right? So I immediately replaced my mom's role. However, the male actor didn't appear. Astrid was immediately nominated by my mother for that role. Different from his usual messy appearance, after changing, Astrid looked extremely dashing. <laughs> Action. It was just a simple kiss scene, but I'd never kissed a stranger before. My face started to sweat and my stomach rumbled nonstop. When Astrid started to lean down to kiss me, OMG, only three seconds until his lips, oops, I didn't mean it. Suddenly, Astrid also belched even louder than me. I'm so nervous that I burp too. <laughs> then we looked at each other and laughed. Thanks to Astrid, I felt more comfortable in that kiss scene. I even thought that kiss was a little sweet. After finishing the scene, we were about to go to the green room when we suddenly heard the conversation between the director and a supporting actor in the crew. Helene's much better than her mother and will soon usurp Amber's position as movie queen. Contrary to what I thought, she wasn't angry at all, but actively nominated me to be the main actor instead. Let Helene play the lead role, please, director. Had, had she understood my wish? I quickly agreed. The next day was the climbing scene, which was quite difficult. But you know what? I've been playing bouldering for two years now. As soon as the scene started, I climbed up very skillfully, leaving everyone in awe. As I neared the top, I suddenly smelled a familiar strawberry scent. Why did it smell like my mother up here? Lost in thought about that question, my hand slipped off the cliff. Why was it so slippery? I tried to cling to the ledge, but to no avail. People below started to worry. Hold on tight. Someone help her. Just as I was about to fall, an arm grabbed me. Astrid? Don't be afraid. There's a mattress underneath you. After that, Astrid pulled me up. As I guessed, there was still a bottle of lotion that my mother used in the corner of the top of the mountain. Immediately, my mother rushed to hug me. Oh, my Helene, are you alright? I told you not to be an actress, it's dangerous. I quickly pushed her hand away, angrily shouting, You have applied the lotion on that cliff, right? That's why it's so smooth! Before my mother could explain, Astrid quickly spoke up. It was Miss Amber who made me do it. I really didn't know it would harm Helene. Turns out Astrid also worked as an unpaid assistant to my mother for the past two years in exchange for the opportunity to be an actor. My mother promised him that if he did well this time, he would get the official role. Don't worry, everything is already in the script. We're just adding a little drama to the movie. She did everything just for me to give up on being an actress, not to interfere with her work anymore. Everything has given you away. After her secret was revealed, my mother hmm. didn't hide it anymore and grabbed my collar. This brat, I shouldn't have given birth to you. At this moment, a black shadow came and pushed my mother away. Don't touch my daughter. 
Dad! That was right. After hearing the news, he rushed to Paris to find me and told all the facts. My mother was the one who abandoned me right after I was born, because I was the rock that stood in the way of her acting career. I can't believe it's my mother anymore. Finally, the career of my mother actress Amber ended, and I hadn't seen her again after that. And Astrid also regretted what he did, so he decided to find a new job. Even though we worked in two different cities, nothing could stop us from being together, right? <laughs>
And what do I need? A little love, said the salesman and handed me a bottle. I shook my head, wanting to see that I did not need the perfume. It's on the house. The man in the cab dismissed my objection. If you don't like it, you can return it. I was about to say no again, but Patricia grabbed my arm and hissed. What are you doing? Take it. It'll definitely improve your rating. Your friend knows what she's talking about. The salesman smiled at me. I reluctantly took the perfume and put it in my purse. It was weekend the next day. I was spending it alone, as usual, lying in bed, scrolling through my Instagram feed, sharing memes with Pat. Then I painted my nails black. And then I noticed my new perfume. I only wanted to smell it. Maybe love was hidden inside the bottle. I sprayed it on my wrist and sniffed it. The smell was strange, unlike anything I'd ever smelled before. No, I'm still the same old Elizabeth. I said out loud in frustration, no love here. The next morning, when the alarm clock went off and it was time to get up, I didn't immediately notice the change. I went downstairs to eat breakfast. Mom and dad were in the kitchen and my sister was still in bed. Mom made me pancakes and then she asked me in surprise, Elizabeth, where are your glasses? I touched the bridge of my nose. They were gone, but I could see so clearly, as if I had perfect vision. I guess I don't need them anymore. I said in shock. I got dressed, put some perfume on my neck, and ran to school. Dale and Morin, the hottie from my class, was standing on the school steps. When he saw me, he smiled and said, Hey, you look great. Hi, I said, embarrassed. You too. I didn't know what was going on. Maybe he was just messing with me, and I actually had toothpaste smeared on my cheek. It's just that Dylan never talked to me. When I sat down at my desk, I was surrounded by a bunch of guys, and everyone was saying something to me. Hey, what's up? Betty, you look amazing today. Black suits you. The bell rang, and they finally left me alone. <sighs> I breathed a sigh of relief. Maybe it was just a prank. Someone probably decided to play a joke on me and convinced the boys to be a part of it. During class, a note landed on my desk. Betty, I like you. Would you like to go to the movies? Darren, that was too much. At recess, I found Patricia and told her everything. It's weird, but your ratings have skyrocketed today. I don't care about ratings. I snapped. I'm being chased by boys. As I said that, I looked around and saw all these guys staring at me in a weird way. I think it's cool. Pat shrugged. By the way, are you wearing your contacts? No, I can see fine now without my glasses or contacts. At home, Carmen came up to me. Hey weirdo, what did you do? I hear the guys are all over you. I didn't do anything. Sure thing, you must be up to something. Stay away from Nigel. Carmen gave me a stare and walked out of the room. A couple of days later, I had a dentist appointment. After looking at the state of my teeth, he said in astonishment, Hmm, you have a perfectly healthy bite now. So I don't have to wear braces? Yes, we'll take them off now. But it's really strange. I've never seen any teeth fall back into place so quickly. I was so relieved. Although I got used to wearing braces, I couldn't say I liked them. The food always got stuck in them. And I looked like Frankenstein's monster. But there was something else mixed in with the joy. Fear. I didn't know what was going on. I had a normal bite. Good eyesight. And now, guys were all over me. 
That seemed like a lot of coincidences for a few days. The girls at school had all sorts of theories about the boys' interest towards me. Collective insanity, a love potion, magnetic storm. But no matter how they described it, the fact remained the same. Boys were literally stalking me. Nigel, my sister's boyfriend, was no exception. He was waiting for me by the entrance. Betty, you look so beautiful today. How could I not see it before? I don't know. You're dating my sister, and you're always at our house. Exactly. I was blind. Oh my god. Not that, please. Betty, would you like to go out sometime? Sorry, I'm in a hurry. This is the last thing I need. If Carmen finds out about this, I'm dead. I ran home and locked myself in my room, as if my house was a fortress that was about to be stormed by hordes of guys who were in love with me. But is it all real? There must be some kind of magic involved. Nigel's pursuit didn't stop the next day. He followed me around and tried to get me to go out with him. What about Carmen? I turned around and said, You don't like her anymore? I do. He mumbled uncertainly and then added, It's just that you're different. So what did you decide? Will you go out with me? No. I answered firmly and pushed him aside. Remember that and stay away from me. But Nigel didn't want to listen. When Carmen and Nigel were at our house together, he sneaked out and came into my room. Hello, Betty. I've been thinking about you. I sighed heavily. Nigel, why can't you leave me alone? Because I love you. He came closer and took my hand. I was about to yank it out when my sister showed up in the doorway. What's going on here? She screamed angrily. It's not what you think. I tried to explain, but Nigel interrupted me. Please forgive me, Carmen, but I love your sister. What? That's ridiculous. Carmen was furious. How could you? She slammed the door and ran out of the room. I pushed Nigel out into the hallway and in despair just collapsed on my bed. Why is this happening to me? I should have been happy because the guys were crazy about me. But it only gave me a headache, just like I thought it would. It became impossible to be at school. All the girls whose boyfriends were circling around me joined forces against me while the guys were giving me gifts, asking me out on dates. The girls declared a war on me and wanted to get me kicked out from school. And the leader of this hostile squad was, of course, my sister. During the confrontation, I lost a couple of locks of hair, and some of my shirts were now covered in paint. Patricia was the only one who wasn't discouraged. Your rating is somewhere around here now. She pointed to the chart. This is what I call the death zone. It means that your enemies outnumber those who like you. Cool. So I'm in the death zone. Yeah, but you got a lot of guys now. I didn't have enough space in my room for all the presents. At school, all the girls looked at me with anger and jealousy in their eyes, and my sister was the main enemy. I know why he took Nigel away from me. She told me as I stood by my locker, you were always jealous of me. I wasn't jealous, and I didn't steal Nigel away from you. I don't like him at all. He's always following me around like a stalker, telling me how pretty I am. Shut up, shouted my sister. I won't leave it like this. I was getting awfully sick of it all. I was not used to being the center of everyone's attention. 
I was flattered by the attention, but there was something off about it. I tried to figure out what was wrong. It was just that one day, the guy started going crazy about me. Everything was normal the day before. I went for a walk with Patricia. We stopped at a perfume store. <gasps> perfume! I exclaimed. What was that strange man in the hat saying? Something about love and what I was missing. I decided to go to that store right away. It wasn't that easy to find. I circled that block for two hours. I walked up and down, counted all the signs, and when I got desperate, I spotted a very strange sign. There was no business name, just the slogan, We'll grant your every wish. I went inside. Behind the counter was the man in the hat. Ah, the girl who lacked love. He greeted me. How are you doing? Is this your doing? All the boys are following me. They're literally obsessed with me. Maybe the concentration is too high. He scratched the back of his head. Can you fix it? It's very easy. Just stop using perfume and gradually everything will go back to the way it started. But are you sure that's what you want? Oh yes, I can't take it anymore. I handed him the perfume. It's your decision. He smiled, taking the bottle from my hands. But if anything, you know where to find my store. I walked out of the store and sighed with relief. In a few days, the number of my admirers dropped by half. A week later, no one noticed me. Not even Nigel. It's a shame that your rating is back to the same level. Patricia pointed at the chart. At least I'm not in the death zone. My sister stopped being mad at me. After Nigel came crying to Carmen, and she forgave him. The other girls have also cooled down, and were no longer willing to kick me out of school. I was back to my old self. Even my glasses were back where they used to be. At least now, I know what it's like to be adored by everyone. I can deny that at times, it was enjoyable, but definitely overwhelming. I'd rather be myself. Would you be able to enjoy life with so many enemies and admirers? How would you use the perfume? Post your comments. I'm very curious to know. No, I'm not going to give up that easily. I thought as I sat in the cave. No one would find me here for sure, except for the group of tourists who'd come here on a field trip. Not only that, I found myself in a terribly uncomfortable situation because I was in a filthy cave in my wedding dress. I got kicked out of there in disgrace. It turned out that I was hiding in the tourist zone. Whoever thought of doing tours in caves? It stinks and is boring as hell. But as soon as I got outside, I was immediately picked up by my fiancé Jacob's men. Oh man, now I really have to get married. Hi, my name's Lily, and my mom's making me get married, so I don't have to be dependent on her anymore. My mother should get the Mother of the Year award, because she's done enough to annoy me over the past year, and also caused me serious injury. It's her fault I broke my arm, because she made me work as a janitor in the winter, and then one morning, when the power went out all over town, I slipped in the dark, fell down, and blacked out. And when I woke up, I had a cast on my arm. I was in terrible pain. But instead of words of encouragement, my mother said, You did it on purpose so you wouldn't have to work. Do I look crazy? No, you're just lazy. You're useless. You can feel sorry for my mother. She's got such a grown-up daughter who's still not working. But the thing is... We're pretty well off, and we don't need anything. 
But my mother got it into her head that I have to work because I'm 18 years old now. The thing is, her friend's daughter has been working since she was 16 and helping the family. And my mom hears from her friend all the time about how great her daughter is. And then she blows her brains out that I should set an example. So adopt her. I once got angry. I'm not going to sacrifice my time for your whims. I'm actually at university, and if I work, I wouldn't have time to study. That's just an excuse, Lily. If you wanted to, you could find a way. I don't want to, so leave me alone. But Mom was determined not to give up, and I found out the next morning when I got into the shower and cold water was pouring down on me. I screamed so loud, the whole neighborhood must have heard me. I ran out of the shower right away, and I yelled at my mom, and she just shrugged her shoulders and said that the water had been cut off for non-payment because I don't work, so there's no hot water for me. Of course, I knew my mother turned off the heater herself by turning the valve. What are you talking about, daughter? I just didn't have the money to pay the water bill, and no one helps me financially. Soon, we probably won't even have electricity. I got really pissed off, and I had to go to my friend Melissa's house to take a shower. I felt really uncomfortable, but luckily, she understood. Melissa thought my mom was wrong, but I wasn't just lying on the couch all day with my phone on all day. I'm in school, and I'm an A student. Then my mom started selling stuff that I wasn't buying with my allowance. It was my money, so I'm entitled. Mom, you're crazy. We're doing fine. Why are you ruining it? You don't want to hear me. You don't want to understand me. I was able to get my laptop back, but I had to say goodbye to my old console, a fitness watch, and a new leather jacket. But even that didn't break me, because I kept standing on my ground. My studies would come first, even if I had no fight with my mom about it. And then I had an unexpected surprise. I came home from the university, and I saw a beautifully set table. Mom even bought me a new dress. What's the catch? Are you going to take it away tomorrow? Of course not, honey. Get dressed. We have guests coming over. A family visited us. I immediately noticed a very handsome boy. It turned out to be my mother's colleagues and their son. The guy was shy, but that only added to his charm. He and I had a nice chat about games, movies, and studying. I really liked the guy, but only until I found out something. My mom has a thing for talking loudly on the phone. She thought I'd gone to bed, but in fact, I was finishing my literature essay. And that's when I heard that it wasn't just guests. Turns out, our parents want to marry us. What? But why would mom do that? What's she up to? I ran out of the room right away. I reached the phone out of her hands, and I threw it at the wall, feeling like I was the coolest agent 007 ever. I heard that. What are you up to? If you don't want to work and help me, then you're going to get married. So you don't have to sit on my neck anymore, Lily. I was so shocked. I stood there like an ice-cold statue for a minute. When I came to myself, my mother had already locked herself in the bedroom. No. This is too much. I'm not marrying anyone. Never. Meanwhile, my mother called the family back in for dinner. I dressed up like a real goth. I climbed up on the table. I threw away all the food, and then I started singing Rumstein songs. Well, that's just to scare the guests. You guys are crazy, like the Adams family, the man exclaimed. 
and we have a coffin in the closet, I said, and I laughed wickedly. The guests immediately ran away in terror, and then I ran out of the house to avoid the hot hand of my wicked mother. I hid at Melissa's and told her everything. My friend suggested an interesting theory. Your mother probably wants you to work for a reason. Maybe she really does have some problems that you don't know about. That seemed like a sensible idea to me. The next day, I went through my mother's things. And I found something interesting. Turns out, about six months ago, she got mixed up with scammers, who scammed her out of a lot of money. So that's why she wants me to go to work so bad. Mom has debts that for some reason I have to pay off. When I told Mom that I knew her secret, she was able to get away with it. I needed money for a gift. You act so hard for an electric scooter. But I didn't ask to go into debt. That's your problem. We argued for a long time. And the very next day, another fiancé came to visit us. Very wealthy, handsome, but terribly spoiled. I didn't like him at first sight, but my mother begged me to marry him. We'll settle our debts, and then you'll get a divorce. You might even get something in the divorce. Do it for me. No way. However, that guy didn't know how to take no for an answer, and he got us married. But I wasn't going to give up either. So I ran away from my own wedding and hid in a cave. And then you know the rest. And when we danced the first dance, he purposely stepped on my feet. And I responded by throwing a piece of cake at him as a joke. The guests laughed. I laughed too. But Jacob, on the other hand, he was furious. Believe me, I did everything to get him to divorce me. I ruined his food. I burned his clothes with an iron. And once, I sold cheaply through an online store for the goods he was supposed to ship to his business associates in another country. But Jacob remained undeterred. At least, that's what I thought, until we had a social evening. Jacob came on stage, told me how much he loved me and cherished me. And then he showed people a slideshow of wedding photos. Except it wasn't wedding photos. They were mine, shameful ones, which the whole society saw. Now you've lost, Jacob said angrily. Then he came up to me. Let's just get a divorce. I'd love to, except our parents signed a contract, and I have to put up with you for a year. A year? I couldn't believe my ears. I couldn't hold back the tears of despair. Jacob didn't even feel sorry for me. Just like that, I was all alone. It was good that I could go to the university and get support from Melissa. But my mom didn't see how miserable I was. She talked me into staying with Jacob forever because he's insanely rich. And he certainly wouldn't skimp on gifts and expensive things. There's no way in hell I'm staying with that jerk, I screamed. The year went by unbearably slowly, and I finally got my divorce. In the divorce, I had no claim on Jacob's family money, but he gave me $200,000 himself. Buy yourself a house and move away from your crazy mother. My ex-husband said, and then he added, I'm sorry about what happened. It's been a sucky year for both of us. That's for sure, but thanks for the money. I could use it. After the divorce, I immediately bought a house on the coast. It wasn't a new one, but I didn't care. My mother wanted to move in with me. She'd always wanted to move out of that cramped apartment and into a house of her own. Oh no, I'm going to live here alone, I said. Lily, how could you do this to your own mother? How could you do this to your own daughter? You got yourself into debt, and you made me pay it off. 
without thinking about my schooling or what I wanted. If it weren't for me, you wouldn't have this house. I'm the one who made you marry Jacob. Yes, and that was a terrible year, too. Even that 200,000 wouldn't make up for it. I don't want to see you. I closed the door in front of my mother, and I cried. I was very hurt that she couldn't understand me, and it hurt even more that I would no longer be able to communicate with her. My mother had betrayed me. Melissa and I renovated my new house together, and then one night, Jacob showed up at my door. Did something happen? Yeah, I don't have anybody to talk to, and I have a problem. Jacob told me his business is failing, and he has nowhere else to go, because all his friends and majors had turned their backs on him. My friend wanted him out, because she knew how he humiliated me at that social gathering. No, he's staying. And even though my ex-husband and I weren't friends, he gave me money after the divorce and helped me move out of my mother's house. I helped Jacob come to his senses after he lost his business. I also suggested a good idea for a startup. He loved the idea, but I had to sell the house to make it happen. Melissa thought the guy was going to screw me, but Jacob didn't. Instead, he took a cut, and now we're making money together from the business. The business helped us get closer and become friends. However, no amount of money helped me to reconcile with my mother. She was now resentful of me, but I didn't want to crawl on my knees in front of her either. But I hope that in future, we can forgive each other. Do you think my mom deserved forgiveness? Write your answers in the comments, like the video, and subscribe to the channel. I was gone for five minutes, but five minutes was always enough for them. When I went back to the table where my boyfriend Mike and I were having coffee, I saw some girl who I didn't know sitting in my chair. She didn't seem bothered by the fact that my purse was hanging on the back of my chair at all. What about Mike? Well, he didn't seem to have any idea what was going on and was smiling like nothing had happened. It pissed me off. I wasn't ready to put up with another stranger this time, so I decided to act in the spirit of a typical bouncer. I walked up to her, grabbed her by the hair, and dragged her aside. Ouch! The girl screamed. What are you doing? Help! I was attacked by a psycho! You'll know how it is to hit on my boyfriend. A shocked Mike froze and decided not to interfere. Finally, I let go of the girl's hair, and she ran away so fast she should be in the Olympics. Everyone in the cafe looked at me with horror. She was messing with my boyfriend. As if apologizing, I said and returned to the table. Hi, my name is Katie. I'm a little jealous, but I can't help it. My boyfriend is incredibly handsome and graces the covers of many fashion magazines. Mike was 17, and he was already working at a very famous modeling agency. He participated in fashion shows, starred in commercials. I do not know what he saw in me, but it was love at first sight. I had just moved to a new school, and I was already head over heels in love with the handsomest guy in the world. That's usually how an unrequited love story starts, but I got lucky. Mike came up to me one day and said, would you like to go to the movies? I was taken aback, but still squeezed out of myself. Uh, sure. And so we started dating. Yeah, some would say I found my happiness, and I kind of agree with that. 
but it wasn't that easy. Mike was never alone. He had girls around him all the time. At school, in class, at the modeling agency, cafes, movies, the playground. It was as natural for Mike as breathing. I was suffocating with jealousy, but that was just the beginning. In and out of school, I was always near him. I was more or less calm about Mike, but when he went to Paris for a week, I started going crazy. And with eyes red with fatigue, I was 24 hours a day monitoring his social media. And God forbid there was a girl in the picture. And then Mike was back and I was happy again. As for the cafe scene, yeah, I lost my temper a little bit there, but it's understandable too. Once we were supposed to do a biology project. When they started announcing couples, I had my fingers crossed. I wish it was Mike. I wish it was Mike. Miss Morris, meanwhile, announced, Katie and Rob. Oh, shit, I blurted out, but quietly. Miss Morris continued, Mike and Tiffany. It was comparable to a knockout. Tiffany is the captain of the cheerleading squad and just a walking stereotype of the school beauty. After class, I went up to Miss Morris and tried to protest her decision. But all I got in response was, Your opinion doesn't matter here. Rob, who had been standing beside me the whole time, said, Are we going to work on ours? I let out a sigh of despair and nodded affirmatively. Rob was over the moon, and I noticed that he liked me for a long time. When I found Mike at recess, I asked him, Where will you be working on the project? Tiffany invited me to her house. Cool, I think they have a hot tub. I tried not to show, but it was hard. Not only was Tiffany beautiful, but she lived in a huge mansion where she was allowed to do whatever she wanted. Her parents worshipped her like a deity. She could do nothing but dance, though. I tried to start from afar. Look, is Tiffany even good, do you think? Kind of, Mike answered briefly. And she can dance. I think so. I couldn't help but blurt it out. Do you think you could fall in love with someone like Tiffany? What? What's your point? Just answer it. I don't think I want anyone but you. I smiled, but it didn't make me feel any better. Tiffany had her eye on Mike for a long time. I knew that for a fact. She'd told her friends in the locker room once, if I was dating Mike, we'd be the prettiest couple in school. Well, that's not going to happen, I whispered. What? Mike asked back. I said I love you. I love you too. It was project day. We had to do an experiment on a live mouse and find out how the reward system worked. This required building a small cage and a cheese dispenser, like in the textbook. Generally, I loved biology, so I was sure that Rob and I would have no problem, especially since he was a straight-A student. I invited the guy over to my house. Rob showed up an hour early and brought a bag of chips and a Coke. We started working on the project, but something inside me was rebelling. I couldn't concentrate and reread the textbook page by page just to understand it. I couldn't stop thinking about Mike. Knowing that he was in Tiffany's house at the same time was excruciating. Rob, meanwhile, had finished the cheese dispenser and asked how things were. Great, I lied. But, you know, let's put it on hold for a while. But we have to turn it in soon. We'll make it. I wanted so badly to go to Tiffany's and take a peek at what was going on to put my mind at rest, but I didn't want to go alone either, so I lied to Rob again. Look, there's just one thing we're missing here. We need to go somewhere and get it. 
why don't I run home? Rob suggested. Don't be silly, I said, and we went to Tiffany's. I didn't know what to do yet, but I was determined. Mike is a great guy, but he doesn't know how to say no. He's too cooperative, and who knows what can happen when he's around a girl like Tiffany. I knew where she lived beforehand. I guess I felt like I couldn't take it. So there we were. The house was really big, like the kind of mansions where old reclusive aristocrats live, or vampires who lure young girls there. At that moment, Tiffany herself was the kind of vampire I needed to get rid of. Here we are, I told Rob. Wow, is this Dracula's residence? (laughs) That's funny. Rob was embarrassed. All we have to do is sneak in through that window on the second floor. What? I thought we were here for a detail. Yeah, that's where Tiffany lives. And while I'm looking for the part, you're going to ring the bell and pretend you're an encyclopedia salesman. But she knows me. We're in the same class. Trust me, she has no idea who you are. Okay, fine. But I don't like it. I patted Rob on the shoulder and climbed up to the second floor, gripping the gutter tightly with my hands. It was pretty high, and I didn't want to fall down and die right here in front of Tiffany's house. As I climbed onto the balcony, I looked down and waved to Rob. He waved back. I waved for him to go to the door and ring the bell. The guy left. I opened the door and went inside. Everything in Tiffany's house looked pompous and expensive. Marble floors and stairs, huge chandeliers, paintings on the walls. Yes, a vampire lives here for sure, I whispered to myself. I walked down the long hallway. I didn't know exactly where the terrible Tiffany's lair was located, where she lures naive, handsome guys like Mike. At that moment, Rob rang the doorbell. I barely had time to hide behind the curtains. First, I saw Tiffany come out of the room, and then I saw Mike. He came downstairs, too. While they were gone, I slipped into the room. There was a mouse cage on the bed and a textbook next to it. Well, that doesn't mean anything yet, I decided. We need more information. I couldn't think of anything better to do than hide in the closet. A few minutes later, Mike and Tiffany returned. Rob is a weird kid, Mike said. I've never seen him before, Tiffany said. He's in my class. I still haven't figured out why he came here. Okay, let's keep going. Let's. Where were we? Something that makes you feel good. Ah, that's it! I couldn't take this betrayal anymore and jumped out of the closet. I knew it! Tiffany shrieked in horror and rushed over to Mike. You're in love with Tiffany! What are you doing here? There was no face on either of them. Watching you cheat on me. But we were just working on a project. I heard everything. Where did you settle on? What makes it fun? I mocked Mike ineptly. That's part of the experiment. You have to give the mouse food to program its actions. Without pleasure, it won't budge. There was an uncomfortable pause. We can't go on like this. Mike said irritably. What are you talking about? Your paranoia. But no, Katie, it's over. Mike, not wanting to hear my excuses, left the room. I guess you can find your own way out, Tiffany told me sarcastically and ran after Mike. I came home depressed. I couldn't believe Mike had left me, all because of Tiffany. Who am I kidding, my inner voice said. This was all my fault. Why did I have to go to her house? I knew Mike would never lie to me, but it was too late. I woke up with the distinct feeling that I had to get Mike back. But how? 
Thinking about how to get my boyfriend back, I had completely forgotten about my project with Rob. Thankfully, my classmate had done it alone. I found Mike and Tiffany at school, standing at their desks, talking. I went over to the girl. Oh, look, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to barge into your house and act stupid. What else do you call someone who doesn't trust her loving boyfriend? Anyway, I'm sorry. Okay, Tiffany replied. I went back to Rob in the mouse cage. Both of our projects got top marks. I didn't have much to do with it, though. But I promised Rob I'd go to the movies with him to see his favorite sci-fi movies sometime. Cool. The guy was happy. After class, Mike came up to me and said, as if nothing had happened, What a hassle with these mice. Try to get them to run a maze for a piece of cheese. You did it. So did you. He took my hand and walked me home. Of course, my jealousy didn't magically disappear. But at least now I wasn't sneaking into other people's houses and punching the next girl who fell in love with Mike. Beauty requires sacrifice. What would you do if all the girls at school were in love with your boyfriend and tried to take him away from you? Write your answers in the comments, like the video, and share it with your friends. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.